And that was money he gave, by the way, that his daddy gave him. His daddy gave him his inheritance before his daddy passed on. That'd be hard to do, especially to answer to your old daddy about it, who's not understanding about the ways of God. It's a great point. There's a story in the Bible, in Matthew 5, there were some people that were hungry. There were like 5,000 people. And they were needing to eat. And the disciples were telling Jesus, man, we need to get these people, tell them to go to McDonald's and Burger King down the road here and get them some burgers. But it was too late in the day and they were too far from McDonald's. And Jesus said, what do you have? And they said, well, we got a couple fish and five loaves. And Jesus said, well, just tell them to sit down in groups of 50. Give me that two fish and five loaves. See what we can do with it. And Jesus took those two fishes and five loaves and fed 5,000 people. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If they would have kept those two fish and five loaves, they may have been three or four people who could have ate a meager meal on them. You see what I'm saying? Those things had to be released to the Lord for the Lord to be able to use them and to be able to make, make it work. And I don't know what it is in your life this morning. Every person, it may, it could be finances, don't just focus on that. It could be jobs, it could be relationships, whatever it is. It could be family issues. You've got to release it to the Lord. You've got to give it to Him. Because if you don't give it to Him, He's never going to be able to bless it and make it work. Never. As long as your hand's on it, as long as you're trying to control it, as long as it's in your possession, God is not going to be able to do what you want Him to do. You'll never move the hand of God without giving up. You hear what I'm saying to you? You'll never do it. That money would have been spent that that man gave a long time ago. It would have been spent and it would never have been seen. But God said, and he's still getting, you know, he ain't even gotten into the fullness of the thing. Yeah, that's what's so, so great about it. <laughs> Turn over to Second Kings. Let me read another little story. It's about another widow, Second Kings chapter 4. It's about another widow that was in another mess. See, the Lord's really trying to speak to us. He's trying to say, I want to be your source. I want to break that fear thing that's over your life. I want to break it over your life. I want to break it. And I want you to begin to release the area in your life where you feel like you really need God to move. I want you to think while we're getting here. Think about the area. Whatever the area is, whatever the specific thing is in your life that you where you need God to move. Think about that. Pinpoint that. Start thinking about how to release that to God this morning. And you have stepped in or are you going to be stepping in to moving God's hand? It ain't just being some, you know, ah, you know, we're going to make some confessions and stuff and all that. And that ain't going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work if you don't do this other stuff. That ain't the way it really is. I'm telling you. Here's the story. In certain, say it, Kings 4. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha. This is a different one now. This is the second guy. Saying, your servant, my husband, is dead. Her husband died. Her husband was a prophet. He was a man of God. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditors are coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. And he didn't do good at the, with his life insurance. And he didn't leave his wife in a good state. 
He probably died too soon, maybe. I don't know. But nevertheless, she was in a mess, and they were going to take her children again. (laughs) They were going to take her children. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? You know, he's a wise guy. He wasn't just going to stick his foot in there and start running his mouth. He asked a question. Tell me, what do you have in the house? What do you have? That's a question God's asking you this morning. You need God to do something for you? God's saying, what do you have? Like he asked those disciples. What do you got? Well, we got, we got a couple fishes and five loaves. Let me have them. Well, you know, what's good two fish and five loaves with 5,000 people? Just let me have them. I'll fix that. God, what good is it for me to give my inheritance to this church? What, what good is that going to do? My daddy's going to be mad at me. I love my daddy. I've got to have a relationship with him for the rest of his life. What good is it going to do, God? Just let me have it. Just give it to me. That's what God's saying to somebody this morning. Whatever it is. Whatever it is down in your heart, down in your life, where you really need God. You really need to see God move. There's really something, if God doesn't intervene, you could be in trouble. God's saying, what do you got? What do you got? And when you answer Him, He's going to say, maybe I want that. (laughs) That's no fun, is it? What do you have? Tell me what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house. Nothing but a jar of oil. Everybody say a jar of oil. oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour into those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there's not another vessel. So the oil ceased. It stopped. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons may live on the rest. Uh, What do you have? I have nothing but a jar of oil. What do you have? I only have a handful of flour in a bin and a little jar, little oil in a jar. What do you have? What do you have? Here's something. Here's my testimony about what you have. I feel like God, this is years ago, was calling me into the ministry. And you know how God, I felt like He was, but I looked at myself and realized I can't do this. You know, Lord, I don't know how to do this. I don't feel like I got what it takes. And he asked me that question, well, what do you, I felt like he said, what do you have, Byron? What do you have? And I said, I don't know, Lord, what I have. I don't think I got, he said, what, you got a mouth, don't you? That's what he said to me. You got a mouth. Yeah, I got a mouth. He said, if you'll open your mouth, I will fill your mouth. In other words, God was saying, I want your mouth. That's, that's what I want you to give me, is your mouth. And if you'll open it, I'll fill it. Well, I was sort of insecure about that, you know. <laughs> But little by little, I started trying to open my mouth and say things that I felt like God had put in me. And it was not a pretty sight at first. It was sort of, sort of reckless. You know? And, you know, I was very insecure and stumbling and mumbling and jumbling and getting fussed at and getting, you know, it was not a smooth thing. But the more I opened it, the more God filled it. You know, I gave God what I had. I didn't have 
what I really felt like I needed to do, what I felt like God called me to do. You hear what I'm saying to you? I didn't have all the goods. I didn't have the training. I didn't have the eloquence. I didn't have, in my mind, the intelligence and the knowledge of the Scripture. I had none of those things. I just gave God what I had. And, and the more I gave Him, the more He wanted of other things. Because it didn't just start with your mouth. It goes to your heart, ultimately. And, and ultimately, it really gets down to things that really matter to you. You know? And God required those things. He, don't re- he didn't require them all at once, but at, over time, He required them. And that's the way you get somewhere with God. Is you don't look at yourself and what you've got. Because ultimately, the things that you've got, He's going to take them away from you. Because He's looking for somebody who doesn't have something. He's looking for you to pour out what you do have. And people are scared to pour out what they got. They're scared it won't be good enough. And I've told the Lord this over and over. If what I've got is not good enough, that's too bad. It's all I am. And if what you've got is not good enough, if it's not adequate, too bad. It's it. You are what you are. You're what God made you. And God has put something in every person. But you're afraid. And you're afraid because you've never dealt with some basic issues with God. You've never really settled the issue that He's your source. You've got to pour out. And it says those guys poured out that bought all they had. They poured it and they went and found empty vessels. As long as you can find some empty vessels, you can pour out something. You know what happens to churches? The reason they die, they quit finding empty vessels. They find a bunch of people who think they're full. And they've put the cork in. And really, they're empty on the inside. They're dead on the inside. But they quit filling. Go to your neighbors. You know, go to the world. Pour out what you got. Find somebody who needs something. You hear what I'm saying to you? Another thing, he said, shut the door behind you. See, this is where we got We got I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting. He said, shut the door behind you. Do it. it really does start in a secret place. You know, that's where it really starts at. It doesn't start publicly. It starts secretly. You've got to shut that door. And I'll tell you another thing that I felt like God was saying to me. Is, you got to shut the door on some things. Some people in this room, you need to shut the door on the past. Well, I got hurt the last time I tried, Lord. Well, the Lord's saying, shut the door on that. Last time I poured out, it didn't work. Well, shut the door on that. You've got to get back in there and start pouring out again. You know, you've got to get back with God and start pouring your heart out to God. I mean, that, that's where you, you start at. You don't just become whatever you want to be one day because you feel like that's what God wants you to be. You've got to start and work your way towards it. But if you're not willing to pour out what you have and give what you have to God, you ain't going to get there. You'll never move the hand of God. You'll never move His hand. You'll never get what you honestly, sincerely seek in your life. That's how salvation works. Everybody in this world is looking for fulfillment. They're looking for life. They're looking for that thing that would make everything okay inside of them. And they go and try to fulfill it in other ways, and they realize it doesn't work. And so you finally come to Christ. You finally come to that point, well, He has to be the answer. Everybody says He is. I've tried everything else. It didn't work, so I'll give Jesus a try. I had a guy say that one time. 
He was a homeless guy, and I was talking to him. I said, well, you ever, you ever thought about the Lord? Ah, oh, the Lord. I've tried the Lord. That's what he said to me. He wasn't saved. He never got saved. He never really tried the Lord. He never gave the Lord a chance. But people come to the Lord because they give their life to Jesus. And then he takes their life and he makes something out of it. And that's how it works. He makes something out of it. That's what salvation is. You want to move the hand of God? You really want to be able to move God? You want to be aggressive? You want to just be somebody who don't just sit there, well, the Lord's moving and I think He's moving He's going to touch everybody, but He probably won't touch me. Or I don't have to do anything to get God can touch me right where I'm in. I hate that attitude. You know why I hate that attitude? Because I had that attitude for years and it never worked. It never worked. Until a friend of mine one time went and grabbed me. Because I was sitting back there in the church with my arms folded and God was moving. And I had this idea in my mind, well, God's touching everybody else, but He ain't going to touch me. And my friend looked at me and walked back there and grabbed me and said, unfold your arms and get up out of that chair because God wants to talk to you. And you can sit back there and be this passive, wimpy person forever. And it changed my life that day. Now, I could have got real mad at my friend for doing that to me, but I could kiss his feet today for doing it to me. You know? Because it was God. And I'm going to tell you something. Being a passive Christian is minimal Christianity. It is low-level Christianity. It is not, you're not going to come in to what God has for you in your life if you take that approach to Christianity. Now, let me say this. God can meet you wherever you're at. That is exactly right. But if the baby never latches on to the breast, is the milk going to flow? I just want to ask you that question. Is it going to flow? It's not. He can sit there and look at that breast all day. Just enjoy it. Wow, look at that. That's one thing's full of milk. Look at it. That's great. But I don't have to do nothing. It's going to squirt out at me. It's not going to do that, although I think from time to time it does squirt out, but that's after they've been nursing. You know? They've been nursing and they let go for some reason and milk squirts out. But they didn't squirt out because they were not nursing. Now, I know that may be getting too vivid for somebody, but I... I, I watch my kids nurse. You know, the only thing that really ever squirted out was one time I changed my son's diaper and I felt something hit me right there. Fortunately, it wasn't in there, but it was, you know what, squirting out at me. That's what squirts out. Now, I think God wants to, to break off this this thing. I'm not talking about being some man. I told you, you know, these things I'm telling you, these are, these can be, they're not a pretty sight out working in your life. You know, it's really not a pretty sight sometimes, releasing things to God. And I hate that, I'm going to tell you, I'm just being true. I hate this idea, well, I can be a Christian and this is the way I can be, but you're going nowhere because the way you're being, and listen, those of you who've said that to me, because I've told people about this scripture before and offended lots of people about it. Let me ask you, is what you're doing really working? Are you really coming into fullness with Jesus? Are you? You ask that yourself that question, and if you can honestly answer that question, yep, then keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing it. But if you can't really honestly ask that question, you need to say, Lord, there needs to be some adjustments in my life. I need to approach you differently. You know, can you imagine 
And I'm going to end with this. Can you imagine that woman with the issue of blood? Can you imagine her? Here she is for 12 years. Bled, she's bled to death. And she heard about Jesus. And I guarantee you, somebody who's bled for 12 years was not the picture of robust strength. I guarantee you, they were, she wasn't probably walking, you know, ran up to Jesus. She probably crawled in the crowd to get to Him. Because she probably didn't have the strength to push the people out of the way. Can you imagine a person crawling? If I can just touch Him, I will be healed. Everything will be okay if I could just grab hold of Him. This is all I got left, God. I got one touch left. I got one grasp left in me. If I can just grasp you this one time, I believe if I can do that, I'll live. And that's why she lived. She gave her last touch to Jesus. I don't, I'm, in my, when I've always read that scripture, I picture some poor person crawling through a crowd of people on her hands and knees, knowing that if she didn't touch him, she, would, she was going to die right there on the spot. And I think when we get that kind of desperation in us, we're going to get real aggressive with God. But why do we have to wait till we're about to die to do that? Why can't we do it today by faith and take that kind of attitude out of here? You with me? Yeah. Now, I want to really ask that. I was like a lot of you. I was passive. It didn't work. It didn't work. My way of doing it didn't work. It didn't work. It failed me. When I began to step in to this type of mentality, this type of approaching God, my life changed. And I'm telling you, it's in the Bible. I've given you three people who were willing to go through it and do it, and it worked for them. Unfortunately, all three of them are about to die. Now, I'm asking you today, if you feel like you can lay down your prideful attitude about the way you approach Christianity, because that's all it is, it's pride, and say, God, I want to humble myself to you today, and I'm going to change. I'm going to get aggressive with you, God. I'm going to go after some things. Now, I know you're going to have to deal with me. I know you're going to plug away at me. But I'm going to do that because I want to go somewhere with you. I don't want to be nominal. I don't want to be minimal. Does anybody feel that way this morning? Good. Let's just let's just uh, do this. Stand up. Praise the Lord. Lord, we want to get set free this morning. Lord, I feel like our our uh, our mind as Americans and the way we think people think about us has ruined us. Some of us. It's destroyed some of us. It's destroyed some of us' spiritual ability. It has disarmed the church in many ways, Lord. It's disarmed Christians in many ways, Lord. Father, we, wanna, we want to be different. We want to be more biblical. biblical. Lord, we want to be aggressive with You. Lord, we want to be people who are passionate. We don't want to be people who just sit there and think, well, if it's God's will for me, it'll happen. But we want to be people who say, no, God, I want this. This is in me, God. And I want to go for it. And Lord, whatever it takes for me to get there, I know you'll deal with those things. So, Father, right now, I pray you would start imparting that mindset to us, and that heart attitude to us. Set us free, Lord, today. Set us free today, Jesus. 
Set us free from the fear of man. Lord, set us free from the fear of finances. Set us free from the fear of failure. Set us free from things that we've been taught that are not from You, God. Set us free, Jesus. Lord, we just ask You to do that. We ask You we'd have a heart like Chuck Moore testified is that he gave something that was precious, but the dividend has far exceeded what he gave, Father. Give us those kind of hearts, Jesus. Thank You, Lord. I just want, this is what I want you to do, right where you stand. If there's something, remember what God said, pinpoint it. If there's something in your life that, where you need God to move, where you really need God. You really need God to answer. You need God to show up. You need something from God on this deal. If you felt like, if you got that in your life, I want you to now ask God, what do I need to do, Lord? What are you asking me for? To be able to see you move. What do I need to lay down? Maybe it's just I need to lay my pride down and step forward and confess some things. You know? Maybe that's all I need to do is just make a confession to you, Lord. Maybe I just need to lay down some of my preconceived ideals, Lord. Or whatever it is. Maybe it is my money, Lord. I need to just let go of it. Or maybe it is a relationship that I just, I just need to let go of it because it's killing me. Maybe it's something between me and one of my children, Lord. It's just tearing me up. Just got to lay them down to you, Jesus. Just whatever it is, I just want you to do that with the Lord right now. Just do it with Jesus. And I'll tell you this morning, if you, if you have never laid your life down to Jesus Christ, if you've never made the Lord Jesus your Lord and Savior, if you've never said, God, I want to give my life, I want to be saved, I don't want to live in the world no more. I want to live in the kingdom. That's what you need to give. If you have fallen away from the Lord this morning, the Lord's calling you back home. You can come back. Lay your pride down. Come back. Humble yourself. Jesus has got a gold ring and a sandals and a, His best robe to put on you. He's got a party for you. He wants to love you. Those are the things that way God is. I just want to get the ministry team to come up here. Anybody who wants to come up for prayer for any purpose, Lord, there's healing for your body. There's healing for your life. There's things that God can do for you. So I just want you to come up if you feel like you want prayer, people to pray for you, Lord, to bless you, finances, you know, family, relationships, jobs, whatever. Just come up here. Salvation. Just tell the person, I need to get saved. Tell the person, I need to humble myself. Whatever it may be, you come and you begin a process with God. And let Him be the Lord. Let Him do these things in your life. I'll I tell you what, this is a good thing. If it's financial, I want Chuck Moore to pray for you. Okay? Because he's brought this thing financially. So... If, if you have financial things, come over to Chuck. Go stand over there, Chuck. You need some financial help. Let Chuck pray for you. He's lived it. And just allow the Lord to have His way. Father, I pray for a revelation that You're the source. I ask You to break fear off of us. I ask You to give up our hearts we're going to give up today. And I ask You that we'll be able to pour out today, Lord. And just, uh, you know, we're going to worship some and you want to be dismissed.
this is now your official being dismissed word, but we're going to pray for these folks and bless them in the name of Jesus.